Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. It's time for another Your Retirement Elevated podcast. Walter Storholt here with Scott Dugan. He's the co-founder and managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the KC metro area, but also serving clients across the country. You can find us online at listentoscott.com. Scott's got more than 18 years of experience in this financial planning world, and uh, the concepts of financial planning that he teaches are also taught all across the country in over 70 cities. So it's pretty cool, the programs that Scott has put together to help educate folks about retirement, and we do the same mission here on the program each and every time. So, Scott, welcome to another podcast. Good to chat with you, my friend. Glad to be here, Walter. Looking forward to today's conversation because the headline, uh, as you probably saw when you clicked on the show, hopefully, Redefining Retirement. What do we mean by a redefined retirement, Scott, and why is this an important topic for people to be thinking about? Well, again, definitely times are changing. I can tell you, I think you and I even talked about it before the show today, is that things seem to be going faster. Time is flying by. Everybody I talked to, 2018 went by so fast. And now the discussion is, wow, January is almost over and it just started. And so I think the way we view the world today is changing. But from retirement, I want to give you a little backdrop here, a little backstory. And if you think about retirement... First of all, retirement, it's definitely one of the most important changes one makes, whether it's forced upon you or you've planned for in advance. You've decided, you've kind of gone out on your own terms. But retirement, it can be daunting, even the word. Because think about it, if you retire something, you know, a piece of clothing, a sports equipment, a favorite activity, for example, it means you're going to put it in mothballs, never to be seen again. So, you know, <laughs> retire is, you know, something to discard. And that's not the case. I think what people are viewing retirement today is it's starting a new chapter in their life. And so if we go back and look at, you know, that post-World War II, because I think that's where really things changed dramatically in the U.S. for retirement. So you've got everybody coming back from World War II. Uh, You've got a big population boom (laughs) of births, obviously. And the U.S. emerges as this kind of superpower. And why were we now kind of this huge manufacturing hub? Well, what happened to other parts of the world? I mean, they were were decimated, and the U.S. was there to help rebuild those things. And so it's the boom of the workforce, boom of birth rates. You had a, a lot of job creation, and you had a lot of pensions that were developed. And so what happened is people would go to work. They'd work for a job for, you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And at the end, there was that proverbial gold watch and get a pension check. And so the biggest decision they had to make was when were they going to retire? And as long as when they retired, that check that came to their mailbox every month, as long as it exceeded their expenses, they didn't have a lot to worry about because that check was going to what? It was going to show up until the day you passed away. Pretty simple equation at that point. Pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Times were a lot easier then. And so I talk about my grandfather quite a bit on the show. He's 95 years old. He retired at age 62. And between he and my grandmother, she passed about six years ago. At that time, they had five checks that came into their household every every month. Nice. From their retirement, because they retired from multiple places. Well, he still has three that come into his household. And he just lives below his means. He never had to worry about piling this, you know, giant pile of money to take care of him. And 
the advent of the IRA and the 401k really shifted the retirement landscape for all of us in the U.S. Because you went from that pension society, which is called a defined benefit, meaning you get this much when you retire, to a defined contribution situation, meaning you've got to contribute to your retirement actively and your employer may do the same thing. But it really is up to us to do that. And that's a big change for a lot of people, putting that responsibility on the public. And so one consequence of that is that advent of the IRA and the 401k. If we look back, what happened in the 90s, you know, 80s and 90s, that 20 year period, that was a boom in the overall market. Well, why was that? Well, you've got the baby boomers for one and their peak earning years. So what's happening to their paycheck? Money's coming out of their paycheck and it's going where? In their 401k, get invested into the market. That's one of the reasons the market grew so rapidly. And we had such a you know 20 year period of uninterrupted, virtually uninterrupted growth, over a thousand percent growth in that 20 year period. And so that is a big change. And I think you're seeing a lot of people, instead of, I'm going to put my 40 years in, I'm going to retire, I finish the marathon, I'm going to kick back into a permanent life of leisure. To where people are now saying, well, I'm going to retire, maybe if I have the means to do it, but maybe I want to do something more. Maybe I want to have more fulfillment. And I think that's what really redefining retirement is, is what are you retiring from? Okay. And a lot of people don't take time to think through that. And I know you, Walter, you and I have had that discussion. Mm -hmm. Everybody's concerned about how do we get to retirement. Not a lot of people talk about what do I do when I do retire. Well, Scott, I think it makes a lot of sense to see just how the financial landscape has changed over time. So from that sort of mental aspect, I guess, or back from the retiree's perspective, do you have some examples of how people are making that transition, making that change, that how they indeed are redefining their retirement? Absolutely. I'll give you an example. We've got a recent retiree, retired rather young in life in their late 50s, but they were early savers and they made compromise throughout life. They put their kids through school, but they didn't take lavish vacations, didn't drive fancy cars, never had a big house. Their goal was to be financially independent, you know, in their late 50s. And so transitioning from the jobs that got them to that point, their big focus was, you know, we want to volunteer, we want to do things and be involved in those things, and we don't necessarily need to have to make money doing those, those activities. And so now their focus is volunteering, using their experience you know, that they've gained throughout their working years to give back to their community and also spend time with their grandkids. They feel they're very fortunate to be in their late 50s and have young grandkids and have the time to go do those things. So that's one example. And not everybody is going to be in that situation. But what if you have been working in a very high-stress job and you're to the point where you're 60 years old, you just don't want to do that career anymore. Maybe there's something that pays less money, but you're thoroughly enthralled about and have a great passion to do. You know, I've had clients that have been in the workforce, been in corporate America, left that to teach, to go out and teach at, at a university. 
and they know it's not going to pay as much money, but they thoroughly get energized by spending time around you know college age students and having those lively discussions. But what they feel the most benefit from is that they're giving them real world advice because they've lived that in the business world and they're giving them real knowledge, real information on things that they live through. So they get a huge emotional charge out of doing that. I think it's great to see how different people will then kind of structure their retirements because not everybody's the same. I'm sure you have examples of folks who take things in a different direction. Oh, sure. You know, I've got a, got a client right now that he is a physician and he decided at age 61 that he was going to go leave the practice he was in and start a practice and run it exactly how he wanted it because he had this different vision of what he wanted his patients to experience so he didn't view this as hey i'm i'm coming into the home stretch i'm just going to coast and he could have easily spent the next few years working through that situation and just retired but he's not ready to quit giving back so he's committed he's going to work until he can't work any longer now he may start to slow down later in life you know maybe he gets to his latter 60s he may go you know past that he said as long as he's got energy to do it he's going to stay in his profession but he's going to do it on his terms which takes a lot of guts to do anytime but also so late in your your working life i really applaud him for doing that that's pretty cool and so you have people defining or redefining their retirements as second careers others utilizing that opportunity to travel and do the things they never could do during their working lives and i guess you have just so many different directions that you can take that must be fun for you as a planner to see you know just all these different examples of how people are spending that additional time and that freedom absolutely and i try to stress to people that you're going out saving, putting money aside, you know, keeping your debt under control or, you know, wiping it out. That money that you saved is a tool and it's a tool to give you time to do the things you want to do or experience the things that you want to experience. And so it's just that it's fuel to let you do what you want to do. What I see is that we just don't necessarily spend that much time thinking about what it's going to be like, what we're going to fill our time with. Because the average person in America that retires gets 2,500 hours back in their life. So the average American spends 2,500 hours a year getting ready for work, commuting to work, and being at work. And hmm. when you stop that, that's a big void. Okay, And I can tell you, the habits of our most successful retirees or, you know, they've switched careers is that I'll give you this little tip. All of them have a routine that they take advantage of almost every morning. And I'll give you an example. We've got a retired physician. They spend their time between Kansas city and Florida. We talked about this and he kind of acted as for his last six months of work because I, I kind of lived that, tried to live that retirement lifestyle to kind of get in that mindset. He said, we get up every morning, you know, we, we do our things, we go for our walk, get our exercise done, and get our things around the house done, have our lunch. He said, if we get that planned, he goes, we feel like we've had a successful day. And he said, and whatever happens in the afternoon or the evening, he goes, we're fine with, we want to have some leeway. 
but he said that habit of having a morning routine, you know, exercising, reading the paper, doing those things, you know, having a healthy lunch has really set them up to have a, they've had a great retirement so far. And everybody's going to be a little bit different, you know, but getting into that, you know, the day you retire and trying to figure out what you're going to do, that can be a daunting task. And I can tell you that where I see people have, quote, unsuccessful retirements is where they just kind of stop and they just their activity lowers. They don't interact with people as much and they just kind of rust in place. And, you know, that's not a healthy situation either. So I would say get out there, be engaged, do the things you want to do, be creative, give back, because that's what we all strive for. We want to have that connection with other people and we want to feel like we're adding value to people's lives. And if you've worked, you know, all your life and raised kids and or had a successful business, you've got a lot to offer people. And I think that's we need a lot more today is wisdom from people that have lived lives and have great character and great habits and great experiences. Those things need to be passed on to the next generation for sure. And I think that's pretty apparent when you go to any retail store in today's world. You know, those younger folks probably need to have more exposure to people that have been around a little bit. <laughs> give, give them some uh, some good habits and qualities. That's a neat takeaway, though, from the podcast today. I like how you phrased that just a moment ago, saying we probably need to realize that we have a lot to give, whether that be from monetary for some people or knowledge-based for other people or experience-based. That's a pretty cool takeaway, I think, from today's show. Any final thoughts on on this topic, Scott? I think you pretty much well covered it. The takeaway is most people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than do their retirement. And the folks that we take care of and help, they've done a really good job of saving and doing all those mechanical things where I think we add value is help them to discover what they truly want to experience in this next transition in their life. And that's what it's all about. We want to, you know, finish strong on this second half of life. And if you've done all the right things financially, you've got the resources to do those things and to just get everything you can out of life. Yeah, that's huge. Make sure that when you're planning, if you're in that planning phase, that this is part of the conversation, not just the money side, but this other side as well is just as important to maybe defining a successful, however that might be defined, but a successful versus a non-successful retirement. Sometimes it's not about the dollars and it's about these other things too. So make sure that's part of the process. Scott, thanks for all the help on the show today. Greatly appreciate it. All right. Looking forward to the next one. Thanks, Walter. Good insight as always, my friend. 913-393-4724 is your number to call to get in touch with Scott if you've got questions about something we've talked about on the podcast, not necessarily from today's episode, but anything we've talked about before. If you want further clarification or want to talk about how it might impact you, if you've got suggested topics for future shows or want to hear about something in particular, feel free to ask those questions. You can go to listentoscott.com and contact us through the website. That's listentoscott.com. Or again, you can call 913-393-4724. Thanks for joining us for Scott Dugan. I'm Walter Storholt. We'll talk to you next time on your Retirement Elevated podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.